this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Season 3, Episode 8 of the Umbrella Academy, The Wedding at the End of the World may be over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. You know what? We're throwing a party on this podcast today. You know, it's about time. I think we're like eight episodes in, right? So why not? As always, I am joined by our co-host, Mary Kwiatkowski. Mary, how are you? Look, I just want you to get along with me and agree with me for this one day just these few hours it's my day it's my (laughs) wedding on a podcast so let's (laughs) let's just be civil for this one day okay okay? i think i can do it today maybe two hours of today but just today okay um well we uh we couldn't talk about this episode without someone who is like no stranger to netflix shows um he's he's kind of talks about netflix a lot he's from rhap's nothing but netflix and a lot of other things over there uh we are so excited to welcome Chappelle to the podcast Chappelle, how are you i'm good i'm excited and i came here to talk about one thing and one thing only why is there a cube yeah why is there a cube? <laughs> i've been listening all season i thought we were gonna i what thought do you we got? were gonna get to the bottom of this i have nothing i have nothing the cube <laughs> christopher the cube is i just i will never sleep well until i get some type of closure about this cube so here we are okay mary you mentioned a while yeah. ago that you have like some theory i have a on theory this. i have a theory on the cube it's the only thing that allows me to sleep at night by <laughs> Thing. Yeah. It's this theory. This is kind of how it works for me on podcasts. If I have a question, I have to come up with something that makes me feel okay about it. And then I run like a lot of Netflix shows. I just have to pretend they're not in high school. They have to be <laughs> upper 20s. Otherwise, the show makes no sense. So 
In this case with the cube, mm-hmm. I think this is a like Luther part gorilla situation. It's like mm. probably was born a, a human <laughs> shaped probably human. Was born a human. Prob- probably was born a human shaped human, not a cube. Because a lot of people were instantly just like, how's that getting pushed out? And let me tell you, it would Where be painful. <laughs> So right. let's assume not that. Let's assume that it, this is a uh, this is a, a human that at some point maybe something went down. Maybe it was the Jennifer incident. Maybe it was something else. But at some point, Christopher had some sort of massive injury, and the only thing to save them mm. and their power was to put them in some sort of metallic cube box. Wouldn't be the first time Reggie's gone to that well. So and take away <laughs> his like way of speaking. Yeah, but everybody like, understands what? him. Right. Yeah, but how? Why can everybody speak cube? Yeah. Not, well, I, you know, but this that's is, what I want to know. It's very similar to like everybody can understand Chewbacca, but like no one bothers speaking Chewbacca language, but they just mm. understand what he said. It's like the same kind of thing, right? Gotcha. Part they, cube, they just part they learned yeah. cube, cube language. It's yeah. Cube Wookiee. No, were it didn't you, work. <laughs> were you sad when Christopher the Cube died? Or were you like, thank goodness they're out of the way and I don't have to think about that anymore? No, I felt like I was never going to get closure. I felt like when the cube exploded, because I wanted to know, how do they understand the cube? Where is the cube's mom? How did the cube get here? I I wanted those questions and I started to think, maybe the cube's an alien. Maybe Reg went out and got alien babies too. You know, he was just getting random babies. I can't find a seventh. Yes. Uh, but maybe back home on whatever planet Reg is from. So I don't that's all I had. But uh, your your strategy sounds good. because uh, Luther was turning into a, a giant gorilla. So if Luther can turn into a gorilla, I'm assuming Christopher could turn into a cube at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Or there was like a Revix cube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've, yeah, I think we've explored this one, right? <laughs> some sort of way this makes sense. I don't know. Maybe there'll be like some side story. It'll be like uh, like a bonus feature or something. Christopher, the untold story. Right. Um, y'all, y'all, oh. mentioned, um, y'all mentioned uh, the sparrows and maybe having like a, mini, a yeah. mini episode or something like that. But could you like imagine maybe like a Netflix movie that's just like a prequel, you know, to like the sparrow like uh, origin story. Just maybe like Ooh. 90 minutes of the Sparrow Academy up to where we are today, you know. And that means you don't have to go through all of the like love and loss that we see for the <laughs> Umbrella Academy. But you do get... How Chris become a cube? What are these powers? You know, like how did we get here? Why was being did... number one and number two and then number one again? You know, like that's what the I'm birds. Where the, the birds, birds come from? Tell the me birds. things. So I'm pushing for the movie. I'm calling it The Sparrows. Um, it's a Netflix <laughs> thing. I have to talk to Rob about it. Uh, but for nothing yeah. but Netflix, we're gonna cover it the moment it, it drops. You guys are welcome to come visit us on nothing but Netflix great. for that one. <laughs> the Sparrows. Why be a yeah. family when you can be a business? Instead? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. See, it writes. Its- do we get tote bags if we come on the box? <laughs> do, do we get like tote bags? Yes. Okay. No, All right. Cool. Merch. Big merch. <laughs> Well, I know, I mean, we've talked a lot about Christopher, but Chappelle, what's your story with um, Umbrella Academy? Did you watch from the beginning? Did you jump in at a certain time? It's hard to remember with me because I watch a lot of TV. Um, I think what it was (laughs) is that I really watched the first season the moment it dropped. I remember thinking uh, that, like, I saw the previews and thought, oh, another, you know, X-Men, Marvel type Hmm. situation. Because, you know, around that time, there's a lot of those getting churned out. So I was like, okay, perfect. Uh, And I think I watched it in a day. 
So the problem with doing that is that then you don't revisit it again unless you rewatch it. And so for then season two comes out, I'm like, oh, I forgot about all these things. Um, I think one of the big draws to, for me was uh, Kate Walsh because mm-hmm. I love her. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, she's going to be practice. here. I'm going to be here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, listen, anywhere Addison Montgomery <laughs> Shepard is, I'm going to be there. And so that's why I, I, I came back for season two. Season three, I was disappointed. Where is my mm-hmm. Addison? Um, I don't understand. Yeah. But here we are. So I think the jump between season two and season three is probably the the biggest leap for me because I still watched it in like a day, but I wasn't as invested because it had been too long for me to really care. I'm, I don't like when series run so long to where I like start to lose interest. Speaking of Addison Montgomery Shepard and her <laughs> original, you know, storylines. But um, yeah, so I was almost out on the season, but then I saw y'all recovering it and I don't get enough Mary content and I definitely don't get enough of your content. So here we are. Aww. Oh my gosh. Well, I can tell you that my origin story for this podcast, well, actually, like two, three years ago, I shot an email into the void after season one of the Umbrella Academy and was like, hey, Josh, can I cover this? And but this was before I was like, you know, established. So mm-hmm. nothing, nothing came from that. <laughs> but then then uh, last year, hold on, I've got this date, October 27th, 2021, Almost a year ago, I reached out to Chappelle and I said, this is way too far in advance. And oh, uh, But it. when season three comes back <laughs> for Umbrella Academy, I want to nail down my spot on nothing but Netflix. And then we switched <laughs> over to doing a full series recap on Pusha Recap. So I was like, now actually I get to invite Chappelle on. It's the oh, how <laughs> yes. the tables have turned. How <laughs> the turntables, really? Uh, but yeah. this is better. This is better than one episode of Nothing But Netflix, where I like force Rob to try to care about this show that he does not watch. Um, no, Rob would. Rob week. would already have stopped us six times and only be talking about the cube. Still, I think that would be. <laughs> I mean, see, I brought his energy with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Chappelle, did you have any like other like favorite characters or favorite moments from the series as a whole that you would like to share with all of us? I really like shows with ensemble casts. So yeah. um, because I like to I like to like characters and I like to hate characters. And so for me, this has been very much a journey of like my <laughs> rankings. Uh, if yeah. you've ever seen me tweeting about Shameless, I mean, every day it's a different, I mean, the kids could be dead to me and they could be my favorite child who ever lived. And so I really enjoyed that process of, okay, you have these characters and where do they fit on your scale of like, if you had to pick an umbrella, which umbrella would it be? Um, so it really depends. I think maybe season one, it might have been five. It was okay. never Luther. Luther's always toward the bottom of my rankings. This was a horrible mm-hmm. year, horrible season for Allison. I mean, the plummet, uh. you know, was was, was bad. Um, not a great season for Victor for me either, honestly, just because of the, the pettiness between the two of them. So I think this was probably the best. This was probably the best Diego comment, uh, yeah. content for me, uh, which... Yeah, which is a struggle because, I mean, it's, it was a fight for last, honestly, for a lot of the season. I was not pleased. I, Klaus, that's my guy. You know, love Klaus. <laughs> um, and uh, like I said, I got, I got a lot of good content out of five this time. But those other ones, I mean, it was, it was a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the stuff has been unbalanced this year and they, they just didn't really know what to do and made some not great choices, in my opinion. Do you have a favorite uh, dance or music scene that comes to mind from the show? Honestly, I really like this episode for a lot of that. Um, yeah. I am a big fan of getting drunk and dancing. And that's kind of <laughs> like, I was not fortunate to meet either one of you in New York at the last live event there, Rob, and uh, uh, for like Survivor. But if anybody else saw me, they saw me and I was drunk and probably dancing and uh, <laughs> by myself, just kind of chilling. And so that's kind of my vibe. And vibe. so, yeah, it, it is the Chappelle uh, doctrine. It really is. And so, um, 
yeah, this episode, I really liked it. I like uh, drunken karaoke. I like watching people sing badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to sing, but I will definitely watch. Um, but yeah, so I like that. But of course, I mean, who, who doesn't like all the dance numbers? This is a good season for music. I think the first two seasons had great soundtracks too. So just across the board, I've really liked uh, some of the song and, and dance numbers they've had. Good stuff. Um, well, thanks for your backstory. Thanks for your origin story. Um, I think we shall turn to uh, this particular episode but before we do i just want to remind everyone where you can find this podcast if you're like hey i jumped into episode eight i want to go back and listen to all the other ones or i want to make sure i don't miss the finale basically uh, find- i came for Chappelle, but you two are okay Stop so it. Stop it. don't do that you'll make me blush and that's bad <laughs> You can find us at posterrecaps.com slash umbrella dash academy dash feed or uh, uh, slash super or slash binge. So we are in three different feeds. Take your pick. You can find us there. We are coming to the close of our recaps. We will be with you through the end of July about twice a week. And we will have a big uh, feedback show planned. So if you have any feedback that you'd like to send us, uh, you can send it to us directly on Twitter or email super at posterrecaps.com. As a friendly reminder, these episodes are spoiler-filled recaps, meaning that we are talking about this as we've watched the whole thing. And so uh, you probably hear some things about future episodes, things from past episodes, anything in between. Uh, if you do not want to get spoiled, we do recommend that you go finish the season and come back and join us. So without further ado, uh, let's get into it. I think this episode kind of breaks down into two main stories. So let's start where the where the episode starts with reggie's backstory was this kind of fun it's kind of funny to see like little little explorer in the middle of a field reggie hargraves uh shooting a flare up into the sky he finds a portal and this ends up being the site for hotel obsidian slash oblivion um thoughts around where where this field is i guess it's in the middle of new york like i don't know yeah i mean this is they said it was a it was uh what was it, like 1918 or something it was yeah. a long time ago but i feel like correct me if i'm wrong i mean new york city existed at that time it wasn't just fields so like i guess we're at the very edge of the city somewhere but uh yeah i completely misunderstood this my first time watching through i thought he was creating the portal when he was like shooting the flare gun but i think he was just searching for it um so this makes a lot more sense now that i guess based on like the height of where it was, the portal is literally behind that doorway in the Buffalo suite is where they've like created this hotel. So yeah, he's creating the hotel. And um, I, (laughs) I love the conversation that everyone is having there. Like, why would you create this? This, these blueprints make no sense. Who's, (laughs) who's in charge of this? What's going on? Um, And I think they also sort of had like a clear, uh, like half the, the crew, were um, Japanese as well, which I thought was interesting because that's like the style of Hotel Oblivion on the other side of the portal. So there was clearly some like influence there or they specifically got people for the styling. I'm not exactly sure, but it seemed intentional. I'm confused as to why it had to be a hotel. You know, like (laughs) why when you find the portal, your first thought is, you know what? Build a very elaborate hotel right here. You know, this could have been a house 
it could but have been, like all the way up there like uh like yeah. a very skinny tall house in new york yeah, that would make sense just, yeah that yeah could, it could have been like work. but like a hotel is very elaborate like you are creating a business at this point to hide this portal or to access this portal when this could have just been like a private space or something do you have any insight into why it had to be a hotel I don't know, Mary, from the, from because, the graphic novel, the comic, there anything there? Yeah, because the comic was called Hotel Oblivion. That's why. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, the backstory is a little different in the comics, but it, it and I mean, the whole season's much like Game of Thrones. The farther we get into the comics, the more they separate from what we're seeing on the show. Um, but uh, it, it is interesting that they chose a hotel mostly because it's like, Oh yeah, surely in the next hundred years, no one will ever think to want to remove this hotel. Like, I guess Reggie's just a, a billionaire or something, and so he can just kind of keep it funded because it never really seems that populated when they're in there. And of course, throughout the season, more and more people are dying, so there's almost no one left at this point. Well, and it's populated with like weird people. Like, there's Teddy Roosevelt's walking around. Some other people. <laughs> like, where did these people come from? I don't yeah. understand the whole concept. <laughs> Hey, there, you know, so many questions from this season. Like the the second it was over, I had more questions than I had answers. And the whole like, where are the people? Is this some sort of time locked portal where Teddy Roosevelt is hanging out? Like that was never answered either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it just felt like if you have this portal to another dimension or world or whatever the case may be, like you really pick one of the most populated things you could pick. Like he, like, he might as well just pick them all. And, you know, and say like, I just want hundreds of people in and out of here. I hope nobody ever stumbles across this thing, you know? So that's why it was kind of odd to me that it was a hotel. Especially because it was like a hotel in the middle of a cornfield that ended up being New York. So yeah. there's a lot going on in that scene. Did anyone notice that like he sped up time? Do you think like that was a Reggie Power speeding up time thing? Or do you think that was just like a cinematic effect where speeding up time, yada yada ying this whole situation? I don't know. I'm going to assume it was a yada yada. We haven't seen him have possess like magical powers oh, yeah. so far. Just technology and the ability to kill people with his alien arm. But uh yeah kind of said we haven't seen as much alien reggie this season yeah yeah does it even matter that he's an alien like that i think that's really where my question is getting now it's like (laughs) if he was human how would the story be any different just i think he wouldn't he wouldn't be alive the the conversations he's gonna have with klaus later i think lead to like this guy's not completely human doesn't understand why people might want to like be nice or get to know their family so there's Mm. that um I, I did notice that uh, in in this sequence where he's like hiring people to go into the portal and fight the fight the guardians, mm-hmm. we presume from the next. I will get more information on that in future episodes. But uh, he tell, says like kill them all or whatever, and basically they all end up dead. And we keep getting cockroaches coming out of weird places. Yeah. Like one comes out of this guy's mouth um, when he dies, and uh reggie's gonna step on it and that is where we get our emblem logos at the beginning of the episode the uh cockroach guts turn into a sparrow and an umbrella so really that's been my my main focus of watching all these episodes is just to track that so i'm really happy that you are because when i watched it i was tracking it too in my head and then i remember when i guess is it when um the two sparrows die and i was just like i didn't i didn't see him I didn't, yeah. see the, I didn't see the icon. So you said, I'm going to go back and look. I said, oh, thank God, because I was going to just like, 
be like, well, maybe they didn't do it in that episode. So I'm happy that you yeah. have been keeping up with that because I definitely had questions about it. Well, at first yeah. I assumed that they must have like fallen on the ground in the shape of an umbrella or something, but then ah. they, they definitely, they definitely <laughs> didn't. I, I looked, I'm like, I don't think their bodies are really going that way. Yeah. Like, that'd be kind of hard to fall like that. Like how do you, how do you do a sparrow? I don't know. But no, it's just on the ground. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The books are interesting because um, they show up a little bit later too at the wedding. Like, uh, I don't know. It also, again, I know I've said this before on this podcast, but if you have not watched Russian Doll season two, there are also time travel and bugs. I don't really know if this is like a thing that goes together but there's a lot of similarities here um when we get back from the when we jump back to apocalyptic time i don't really know what time it is but apocalyptic time uh the family's having like a conversation they're wondering like what's so special about them why are they still here ben is saying well it's because we're special we're meant to save the world like a duh and everyone's like yeah but that hasn't really worked out very well for us because we've tried to do that for the past 28 days and we failed all we do is like save the world for one day and then it falls apart again um and five it then shares you know like hey i met my former or my future self my hundred year old self and he's like don't save the world so they're having this whole like conversation about like why are they why they are here is this their existential crisis are they freaking out or are they just trying to figure something out they're running out of time you know i think that's (laughs) what it is it's one of those things where it's like you you at this point they have no they only have a few options it's like do we figure all of this out in one day or do we just let it happen and so at this point they don't have a lot of questions to ask um and i think that's their fault and um, i'm gonna get into this a little bit later on but luther deciding to go and fall in love this season (laughs) and like it's like there is a looming like crisis and you are spending valuable time doing that now this night the wedding night i don't mind do whatever you want to do because you've already resigned to just dying but the previous seven episodes you really should have been focusing on this question right here and you have not been. So now I'm just like, what, whatever. I don't care. Like Scotty says, push the button. I'm like, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. You should have pushed the button four episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think if they're wondering why they're so special at this point, it's like, look, y'all, you know, you're superheroes. (laughs) You have some kind of alien powers. I would be questioning why the hotel manager guy is still alive. Like Mm -hmm. what are his special powers? Why is he still here? That that would be a question for me. Um, By the way, I just did some Googling. So we've got some mid podcast answers for you. (laughs) Um, On the cockroach cockroach question, uh, there's sort of two connections between the cockroaches. Um, first off, I hinted at this before, but I guess I could just say this now. In in the comic, um, Hotel Oblivion is a, a bit different. It's actually like a prison that Reggie created for like all the bad guys that they had like defeated. And then he put them in this magical prison called Hotel Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And in there, there's one particular bad guy uh, named Dr. Terminal who he like feeds cockroaches. So some people think that the cockroaches here are a nod to that. Other people think that it is a direct reference to Klaus being like an unkillable cockroach, how he's just like continuing to survive. In the promotional posters for the season, there was a cockroach in Klaus's poster as well. So some people think it's that. And um, the other thing that I want to make sure that we can just have Chappelle be uh, like feel more at peace about is that the creator of the show has said 
they do not want this to be a thing that goes on for 10 seasons. They don't have 10 seasons in mind. They already <laughs> have an ending in their mind and they're just trying to figure out how to get there. And that I think we can all say thank you for, mm-hmm. because uh, as long as Netflix consider it continues to give them money to do this, then they will, uh, they will have a wrapped up concise plot and not something that just goes on for the sake of going on. So yeah. I think how we much, can be comforted in that. How much longer were we going to have five, five sized? Yeah. Know, right. That's, that's going to be like a full-blown adult. Like, I mean, the stranger kids, I mean, look no further mm-hmm. than the stranger things kids, you know, like uh, they're older than me now. And so I really want to wrap this up while we still, while it still makes sense. And so I don't know if next season is going to be the last one, but they can't stretch this out for that much longer. They really can't. I think the move at the end of this uh, season to that new world helps us like on five five. Like I think mm-hmm. that gives us a little bit more space for him to be a different <laughs> look different <Five>. upon yeah. <laughs> yeah. upon the return. Um, yeah. So hopefully that pans out. But yeah, I like I like stories that have concise endings. I'm a big fan of Ted Lasso, so knowing that Ted Lasso only has three seasons, it really like helps me as a viewer kind of really savor it and not just be like oh this is not saying that i don't love Grey's anatomy but first of all Grey's anatomy is like 800 gazillion seasons and every episode like every season had 20 something episodes in it like this Mm. is a lot of tv um so it's good to know this one will be a little a little contained um Back to the to the hotel. We're going back to the hotel. Uh, during this whole like family, why are we special conversation? Five is basically like, hey, everyone, just like do what's on your bucket list. Go live your life. And Luther's like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Sloan and I are getting married tonight. Like, like just in the middle of all of this. That's so he announces it. And everyone's kind of just like, now, really? This is what you're doing? And I think that's a a collective sentiment. (laughs) Does this not bother you at all, Chappelle? That like, that we're not even trying to, you said like, oh, it's fine. Let them have their night. Why are we completely giving up on the idea of traveling back in time like we did at the end of season one? I think Luther has never cared to this point this season. He lies in this episode and said, all I really wanted was the family to come together and do something. Mm. Like the family had a goal this season. You did not. You were sneaking over and trying to fall fall in love with some woman that you just met. You know, like that's what your goal was. So by now, I don't care. But four episodes ago, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But here, just like, we got a few hours. We really don't have a concise plan. The one person who seems to have an idea of what to do is my dad or a version of my dad who I hate. Um, So it's kind of like, I don't know. They really don't have like, it's not like there's like option A, save the world. Option B, uh, have the wedding. It's more like option A, a tip to make something out of nothing or be have the wedding. So that's why I'm kind of like, I'm okay with it here. I think even when they were kind of groaning about the decision to get married here, it was more like, it was less about like, um, you really want to get married at a time like this and more about like, of course, Luther is the one who wants to get married right now. You know, of course it's you, you know, the one who's been marrying their action figures when they were younger, that, yeah. that guy, you know, and so, to a woman who he just met, you know, so yeah. that's why I think they were annoyed. Cause I, again, by now, Whatever, have the wedding. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I just I just feel like the whole episode to me, I'm so not on board with everyone's idea. Like everyone keeps telling Klaus, like, stop trying to like save the world and stuff. And like Diego, stop trying to do this because we need to be here in the here and now for just these few moments and then we can all die. And I'm like, shouldn't you be wanting to fight for like the marriage that you're trying to have or like your future child or whatever the situation is? I think mm. like and 
I think I mentioned this in the binge cast too, but one of the things I took away from this episode is like, maybe you can't save the world by being in the present moment. Like maybe there's something as opposed to always fighting, always. I doubt that the writers were getting this deep. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> that that was where they were going, but it is something that came to mind as I was watching this is like, okay, well you, what are you going to do right now? Go get married. Like, yeah. what, and, what could you do? And Luther does point out that every time they save the world, it just ends up in yeah. peril again for them to have to do it in 27 days again. And so yeah. I think at some point they're kind of tired. I think five is tired. Five has been actively trying to save the world, regardless of everything else that happened. Five doesn't have a love interest. He had his mannequin and that's it. But everybody else has been trying to make inroads with other life stuff. Klaus has been finding himself. Victor has been uh, finding uh, found love and Harlan and Allison yeah. has loved and lost and all this other stuff. And five has just been fighting for the world over and over again. It's like, yeah. I give up. I'm tired of this and I'm tired of trying to drag y'all into all of this. So leave me alone. Let me drink and sing, um, you know, uh, random karaoke tunes. I think he was just done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after this uh, announcement, Klaus and Reggie return to the hotel and, uh, <laughs> There's a funny scene where Klaus finds out that Reggie owns the hotel. This is remember, this is a hotel that Klaus had visited prior to this season. He loved it so much. So it was really funny uh, for him to find he's like, wait, you own this hotel? Of course you do. Um, Klaus announces to everyone, you know, like, hey, I'm here with dad. We laughed, we cried, we played in traffic. Also, I'm immortal now. <laughs> like he's given everyone um the updates and everyone's kind of just like surprised to see Reggie here. Yeah. Like, they're surprised that he's here, but also like these, th this is the only place apparently that you can go. The rest of the world is burning up. And I think this was a, the weirdest moment for me in all of this was the fact that the only, the person who seemed most like happy that Klaus was alive and back was Allison. Actually, Allison was like, "Oh my gosh, thank goodness! Like, mm -hmm. wow, so glad you're back." Um, which I think was at least showing that slight humanity side that I've been trying to find in Allison through this season. Uh, I mean, she immediately like goes back to her hard exterior for the rest of the episode, but at least in that one moment, like, why is everyone else not as happy? Mm -hmm. she has a couple soft moments in the episode but klaus is definitely the first one to get her to loosen up um mm -hmm. and i just don't know why you know i think it's just she's like she's she's been so bad toward everyone else you know like she's very snippy i mean she literally assaulted her brother and like you can't not talk about that mm -hmm. um and her and victor are at, like at odds at odds all the time diego has no time for her you know so it's kind of like well who can i be mean to and they've already you know so she ran out and so when klaus shows up she's like okay this person they've not wronged me i've not wronged them i can be happy to see them now why you brought dad not dad here <laughs> i don't know and 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 honestly their feelings toward not dad is, are is kind of uncomfortable to me because it's like this isn't your dad y'all are really holding this stuff against him now he seems he still sucks he still sucks but y'all don't really know that you know so for y'all to be here like like why did you bring him I'm like you don't know this man you don't you know maybe sloan wanted her dad at her wedding well you don't know so, I think this I is know. what uh, psychologists would call projecting. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like projecting your version of your dad, of that dad, onto this dad. Yeah. They try Still to weird that it's both mm -hmm. of their dads. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, yeah. It's not normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very incesty. A little bit. Not that much, but a little bit. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Sloan is um, like 
surprised to see Reggie off of his pills, which I thought was interesting. Like, wait a minute, you took him off his pills? And Reggie's like, yes, this fine young man taught me to get off of my pills. You could learn a lot from him. Yeah. And nice that, Reggie and Diego, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, but that's when Diego <laughs> determines that, okay, the world is actually ending because Reggie would never end, like, right. give Miles right. a compliment. Right. And during all this, uh, Five is like, all right, I know where you're really here. Like, this is all about Project Oblivion. And he says, you're planning on gambling your children's lives. First watch, I'm like, oh, that's just like a thing that you're saying. Second watch, I'm like, oh, this is the thing that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of foreshadowing, I think, in this episode in terms of what people say, because it's exactly what happens. Like he he is planning to gamble with your with his children's lives uh, in this situation. And no one's like they say, no one wants you here, dad. But Ben, Ben is like, I do. I want you here. I need you here. I need to be training. I need to save the world. Um, and we learn a little bit more about Ben uh, throughout the rest of the episode. But this whole little section kind of ends up with Klaus coaching reggie on how to be a dad be a dad not a boss what did you think of that whole little and inter- i thought it was i thought it was fun to have like a reciprocal sort of situation to the bus ball that we saw in the previous episode um trying to get reggie to say compliments was kind of funny yeah it was cute you know that, that klaus was doing this i think this is the scene where i was really pinpointing like Reggie is not human, does not know how to interact. Um, It's like shocking at all that he was able to pretend for as long as he did with real, real grace back in 1963 Mm. um, before she realized that he was a monster. And it was like, how are you faking it? Because you're not doing a good job of faking it with with any of these people at all. Uh, He seems surprised to find out how much they hate him. But then he's able, like once Klaus kind of talks him into it, he's able to turn it on for the rest of the episode. Uh, So I I like Klaus doing this. Um, I like Klaus's like role in this episode of being like, I'm going to try to bring everyone together. And then after he sort of tries for a little while, he's like, ah, whatever, I tried. It's fine. I don't, I don't need to keep trying. Like he's yeah. just he's being him, but he definitely uh it makes everything a little sadder watching this again, realizing where it's gonna go with Reggie. I think I'd never trusted him. So I was this was the most annoyed I've been at Klaus the entire episode because I'm like, stop it, stop trying to make this a thing. It's never gonna happen. He's not your dad. He doesn't, he's not a good guy. Stop it. Um, because everyone's saying the same thing. Like, like you said, five five literally said he's just trying to gamble our lives away. And it was kind of transparent. I mean, he couldn't even pretend to be nice. Klaus had to literally co- coach him up and be like, look, I know you taught me how to use my powers. Uh, so I'm going to try to help you bring the family together and get them to accept you. Um, but I was like, Klaus, you're wasting everybody's time. This is not, he is not here to save the day. And so, you know, Klaus, Klaus actually finds out very quickly that that's the case too, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, within the next couple of episodes, he's the, one, the first one to fall victim to that. And so I'm just like, yeah, duh, that duh, everyone saw this coming, you know? So I don't know. That's why I didn't love it. Uh, but I do like Reggie trying to be good. I really do. Uh, later on when he's just like, I'm I'm thinking of nice things to say to you. And he's just complimenting the size of their heads. Um, <laughs> that kind of stuff is fun. Um, but I like, I do. I love this episode just because you get little interplay like this. It's not so fighty. Yeah. You know what? As a person with a large forehead, I Same. definitely was like, man, I would love someone to compliment the size of my forehead. 
I would do a lot for my self-esteem. It means that you're compassionate and very and easily excitable or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. That's um, what it tells me. That's what it tells Reggie, whatever that meant. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know that he was a, a forehead reader, but I I think that the, the uh, Klaus Reggie stuff also really highlights how like the end of every Umbrella Academy season, like the last couple episodes, not the finale, but the but ones leading up, it always just highlights like everyone in this family has different motivations and goals here of what they want. Like Sloan and Luther just want to get married. Uh, Diego and Lila are working through their own mm. romance situation, baby on the way. Um, Ben just wants to like prove himself to his father. Five just wants to retire. And Klaus <laughs> wants to like get his father to, to be uh, different and to integrate with the rest of the family. Very few, if any of them are like, we gotta, we gotta like probably try and stop this, this apocalypse and save the world. And it's just very classic Umbrella Academy of like having this huge impending threat and nobody caring about it. Well, it, they thought they did, right? Like they thought they they Christopherized it. They Christopher contained it, and so I think at this point they might be a little lost. Like, what what do I do? How do I stop the world? I thought we did it. I thought we worked. We worked together. Yay us! We put it. In, we put it in, in Christopher. He died. Like it. It's not. It didn't work. So now what do we do? What are our options? Where else can we go? I mean, it would take a lot of energy for me to get back in that space of, okay, let's go. Let's go stop the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I just don't like that they waited until basically now to be like, okay, now we have to put our foot down. Like at, yeah. at no point in the episode, like in the series, have they been on the same page? Y'all have been saying it. Communication would have just fixed this. Had we just had a conversation and said, hey, right now, Luther, I know you're in love. Allison, I know you're trying to do stuff. We can do the things you want to do. But we have to handle this. And then we can go do those things. And everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, but none of that. We need some gentle parenting. Like, yeah. And we they can don't have do that. this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or this. But we have right. to do this before we do this. Exactly. And, and Victor's like, but Harlan, like, I don't want, like, it's like, oh, God, Victor, give it up. Like, we we have bigger things, like, things to do right now, you know? So I think it's just a little, a little too little too late right now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. And we're back talking about the wedding. Uh, the biggest plot line in this entire episode. I think we can start with a point where Luther asks Victor to be best man. What do we think of this choice? Mm. <laughs> I mean, this bothered me. This, go ahead. Who, who would, no, no, Chappelle, who would you have rather had it be? Because I think it, it bothered me too for, I, I don't know. That's, that's really the issue. I mean, maybe Klaus. So I think the real issue here is that you you spent the last seven episodes having almost no relationship between Victor and Luther at all, you know? And even, like, I mean, there was nothing there. It was almost like they were just passing ships in the night, uh, you know, like, like your haircut. Yeah, did a thing. Oh, yeah, cool. I'm in love. All right, cool. See ya. You know, I was like, now it's like, well, can you be my best man? It's like, I really wish y'all had spent some time developing that or at least showing us that that was the obvious choice. It does feel like he just ran out of options. It, and I don't like that. That's why I don't like it. I, was, I really wanted to feel like, man, this is a really good moment. Um, and I think it might be like an olive branch to Victor as well, just in general to say like, you know, you're my best man. And I support that part of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a part of your identity. And I and I like that part of it. I like that. You're like, this is who you are. And now you're, you are my best man, you know, and I and you are one of my options for that. And I'm supporting you in that. Um, but definitely just didn't feel like they were like the two where I would be like, yeah, those two thick as thieves, you know? So that's why I didn't really love it. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like the Luther Victor connection was possibly the weakest out of any of Victor's connections in this series. Like we had several conversations with Diego early on that were very sweet. So uh, even just last episode, the interaction with five, um, was good. So, I mean, I'm mostly thinking about the fact, like, who has Victor connected with? Obviously, a lot going on with Allison. So, I don't know. It seemed like the idea was mostly just to give Victor this role so that Luther could tell him, like, hey, go make nice with Allison. Do it for me as as my best man, basically. Um, although I feel like he could have just said, like, do it for me. It's my wedding day. I feel like Diego would have been the obvious choice, but they've had more of a rivalry than, like, a closeness here's the problem luther spent the whole season hanging out with sloan so and and even that bugs me because for the (laughs) fact that they've spent the whole season together we know no reasons why sloan likes luther like name (laughs) one reason like i get it (laughs) luther is a they're i guess they're attracted to each other but we haven't even really heard them say that we have no reason for why they basically just thrown in a bunch of lines throughout the last couple episodes that are the two of them talking to each other as if they're already an old married couple. Like she'll say things like you're overeating because you're stressed. It's like, how do you know this? You've known him for two days. Yeah. I think it's, it's just like a, a relationship that just happened. It was like 
okay, we're here, I guess. that's And Luther's so desperate for love, right? Like Luther's so desperate for it. He's just going to take whatever breadcrumb he could get. And Sloane apparently appreciated what she was getting in return. So here we are. As, as far as it goes for the best man choice, I will say, uh, usually the best man and the maid of honor are the people that have to do the most for the bride or groom. So I don't know. Like, yes, okay. But also, uh, hey, Victor, do all these things for me might have been a motivation from Luther's standpoint as well. Of Like, I can ask Luther to do all these things because uh, he's my best man. And that's how things are going to go. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah, part I agree. of the like, uh, wedding economy <laughs> situation. Mm, Victor, Victor's probably most likely to just say, okay. You yeah. know, because five will be like, no. And then uh, Diego is like, no, you know, uh, yeah. Bob might say yes. Klaus, you really can't count on Klaus because he's, he's everywhere. But uh, he might I think die. Victor, Who knows? Yeah, he <laughs> might die. He might die. He has to wait on him to come back. It's a whole thing. He might miss the uh, the ceremony. He might miss the toast. Um, but I think Victor is solid. You're like, Victor, can you do this for me? Yeah, I got you. And um, yeah. I think maybe that's what it is. But I do think a part of it definitely could be the fact that, you know, pre-transition, this might not have been a role that Victor okay. had seen. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, this is definitely a nod to saying, like, I still su- I support this even, you know, yeah. I support this, uh, like, in my soul, this is who you are. I'm here. You know, we don't get a lot of that conversation at all. It's kind of just like, oh, I think you did. Cool. But, like, I really like that 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 part is, like, acknowledged again. Um, but yeah. still a weird choice just in general based on their relationship. Well, and especially because what we've seen between them in regards to the transition is just like Luther, like not realizing it and then kind of being like, okay. And so this, I think, is his acceptance of Mm -hmm. the whole situation. Then we get to the bachelor party, uh, which was one of the fun seasons or funnest scenes of the season for me. Um, Who doesn't want to go to a bachelor party where the groom is singing Total Eclipse of the Heart by himself (laughs) to start things off? Why is he singing by himself? I mean, groom, groom's gonna groom, you know. Groom's gonna do what he wants. I, you day. know, maybe it's just me not wanting to be the center of attention in terms of singing, but I think I'm much more of a five Klaus. Like, let's do a duet, let's do a group thing. I don't need that kind of heat, especially not first. Like, it, like, let's have everyone have a few drinks first, and then maybe I'll go up. I think he was hyping everyone up. I think like Luther was all in on the wedding. This is a yeah. wedding. We're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to do, we did invitations. We're doing the uh, the bachelor party. We're doing the wedding ceremony. We're doing that. Like we're doing everything. And they're just kind of like, really, we're doing this? And so he's like, yes, get up, dance with me. And they're like, no. So I think they're still drinking, kind of trying to process it. We're really about to do this while he's up there singing his heart out. So uh, maybe that was a part of it. Uh, but I appreciated it, all of this. This was fun for me. I enjoyed uh, <laughs> the, this moment, all the singing, all the dancing. It was a good time. I also liked the line by uh, Diego where he's like, no karaoke is good. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the point. That is the point. Uh, we also do get a duet from Five and Klaus, Time of My Life. I just have to say Time of My Life was my prom song. So it was very, it was very, I was like, oh, this is happening again. It's a good, it's a good <laughs> duet. Um, um, and I like that everybody like joins in on stage and has that moment together. I thought it was really, really nice. It's not a song I would necessarily pick. Do, do either of you have a go-to karaoke song? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like something, maybe like Love Shack or something, like something that you can. Oh, that's fine. I, I, yeah. like, I like songs where <laughs> I need songs where you can kind of like sing them in a silly voice. That's not a very good singing voice, but it'll like pass for the song. You know what I mean? 
or, mm-hmm. or just like uh with like love shack you can kind of just be silly so right love shack you do love one. shack i'll do rock lobster and we just just do funny voices all night <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah do that <laughs> Well, at, during the bachelor party, uh, Luther is. This is when Luther um, asks Victor, "Hey, I just can you do one more thing for me? Can I need you to talk to Allison?" And I was like, "Okay." Like he makes a good point that she's been, you know, the best to Victor out of all of them during that before times, <laughs> before <laughs> times. Um, but I. I don't know. This I thought was a this is a heavy ask, especially like given the circumstances. I don't know. I don't know if I would do it. Uh, I feel like I would do it because I'm a person who doesn't like to have anyone hating on me. <laughs> so. I mean, even even with like my siblings, we get into a fight. I feel like I'm always like two seconds later, I'm like, oh, I should probably go apologize, even if I don't feel like it's my fault, just so that we can just clear it up and I don't have to have this. The problem is this wound's already been festering. So I think that it's kind of too late for the like I'm sorry line. But this is the the point where Allison, I feel like, really goes like from there were small things that Victor was doing that I could see how they were leading up to make her mad. But I don't know how she's so beyond forgiveness at this point. What Mm. changed? Yeah. It's, I I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's that whole, like you lied to me thing is really just like, just really driving her crazy. And I think also she feels like Victor was choosing Harlan over them. Like, yeah. Uh, they had gone through so much and you know if what uh luther is saying is true then allison and victor should have been tighter than that you know and from her perspective probably and so she's like you chose this guy this kid it but slash old ass man um <laughs> that over, over me and what we had going on and my child essentially because you know in allison's mind this is all a direct um you know uh pro- product of all of that and so um yeah maybe that's what it is but um she wasn't able to forgive Victor, uh, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it because I definitely think Victor did owe Allison an apology because that the Harlan thing mm. is kind of it, the Harlan situation really is kind of uh, tricky for me because I'm I was in the camp of like let's get rid of him, you know, like whatever, <laughs> and, you know, like, wh- why not? I mean, I know that you liked him as a kid, but this is not really the same person, you know. It's, it's like just go let him go. Uh, and so when Victor was putting up such a big fight on that, I think that's when Victor started to lose me throughout the season. So I was fine with Victor apologizing to Allison. Um, the question then became very blurry when I was like, does Allison need to apologize to Victor? And I really don't know if I have an answer for that. Well, I thought it was interesting um, talking about this scene because uh, earlier in the season, Allison says like people don't want apologies. They want confessions. And I think what Victor does here is like say very blatantly like i broke your trust like gives that sort of confession type apology and allison still can't accept it and um victor Hmm. does go in to say like um you're more important to me than anything in this entire world like he he's trying to show some sort of thing and i think for me the hardest part about that whole conversation was you know victor goes will you can will you forgive me and Allison says, no, I don't think I will. And I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, that one hurts. 
I don't know. I feel like I disagree on that. I don't think Victor was going in as far as like he needed to in terms of having the confession. I think it needs to be a lot more like not just what they said, but also I like I recognize all of the things I've done listing how I, I shouldn't have sided with Harlan over you. I should have I gotcha. respected your, your relationship with Claire and how that's super important. I should have known that for all the times you've been there for me, all you need was someone to be there for you. Like give it a little bit more effort and like, you know, nail in the coffin was when Victor was like, well, I forgive you. No, 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 no. Mm, now you're yeah. trying to you're trying to be like, well, I forgive you for the things that you did wrong. And Allison, rightfully, I, th- I mean, not rightfully, but in Allison's mind, Allison is like, no, no, no. This isn't on me. This is all you. And I, I, it, I shouldn't have to be forgiven in the scenario. I didn't do anything wrong. Now I disagree with that. Murder is always wrong. We have to say <laughs> uh, we do not condone murder on this podcast. And thank you, Aaron, for shouting out that it had been a few episodes since we had talked about it. So just to let everyone know, it's still our stance. Thank you. Yeah. Anti-murder here. Um, but yeah, I was, again, I was like, you can't just forgive me. And I haven't asked for that. You know, like, I mean, you could forgive me to you, but sure. not to me. Like, you know, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't asking for your forgiveness. Honestly, and if Allison could do it over, she'd probably do it again. And honestly, and the rest of the family would too. Remember, they Allison snuck uh, Harlan out because the rest of the family was ready to just like, okay, what are we going to do about him? Uh, so it's not like this is a unique thing to Allison. Allison was probably acting out of her own best interest in that case in general, you know, to help Harlan. Um, so yeah, I'm like, I'm, don't forgive the murder. I'm definitely kind of like, Allison, you did kill somebody. But at the same time, I'm like, weren't y'all going to kill them? You know, regardless. So I don't know. That's, that's why I'm kind of the, the, on it. the big glowy thing would have killed Harlan in like two seconds. Anyway, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Harlan's already dead. Mm-hmm. And, and for all of for all of five, and I can't remember if it was Luther. I think it was Luther in this episode who like asked um, asked Victor if, if they want to compare body counts. <laughs> He's like, "You really want to compare body counts with Allison?" Um, I think they all need to check themselves because they're all here alive while the rest of the world is dying, and it, directly or indirectly, partially their fault for time hopping a bunch and doing all this <laughs> stuff. So, you know, they're all a little bit to blame, right? Yeah, I don't think I'd look to the scene as a how to apologize scene. Um, Probably not. It's not a good one. Uh, but the wedding itself, uh, I thought was pretty. Well, first of all, first of all, where did they get all this stuff? Like that was my whole thing. I was like, where did all this stuff come from? Where did they get all these fancy clothes? Where did they get all this lighting? Where did they? I mean, I know it's a magical hotel or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. holy cow, that was a lot of new stuff. How magical. As it- as a person who literally does not have enough hours in the day constantly, I have been in that situation where you're like, it's fine. I'll just stay up all night preparing for the whatever and and creating all the decorations. No, you can't. You cannot make little decorative jars and a wedding gown and set up this hotel with a disco ball and stuff in a matter of hours. They, they, she was like, oh, I stayed up all last night making these invitations. Why do you need invitations to a wedding anyway? At the end Everyone's of the world. Invited. Yeah. Invitation at the end of the world with a finite group of people. They, what was it? Jam? I don't even know. It's like a little <laughs> cute little jars. She stayed up all night sewing her wedding dress. 
I just was when she when they, when they did the reveal, I was like, oh, she looks so pretty. And where did she get that? And I was like, you know what? Fine. Let's assume that there was a dress there. And then I started seeing everybody else's outfit. I was like, but everyone's very sharp. I think even yes. even Reggie was wearing spats. And I was yes. like, okay. You know, I was, but where do these clothes come from? Well, I really started to ask the hard-hitting questions at that point. I did see that the hotel is like one of those, it's like practically a cruise ship. It had like a whole section they were standing by that said like tailor, like clothing <laughs> store, convenience store. So I think they might have just like took stuff from Well, there. they must have had a lot of things in green velvet because everyone was green velveting it. Like green was everywhere. <laughs> so it there was, must have been. It was a dress coat. A lot yeah, of green. It looked good. It looked good. Creative black really tie, did. I believe. Yeah. Dress code. Yep. Yep. Mm. We had Klaus's um officiating. I thought that was perfect. I loved that whole little uh scene that he did there. It was very like I now announce you married as shit. I thought that <laughs> it was I'm confused of why they asked Klaus. Maybe Klaus just volunteered. He's the spiritual one. He's the spiritual oh, right, one. Right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. You got to. Um he's, well, he's the one who could fake it the best. Like yeah. imagine this being five. You know, yeah. like, uh, no, do you? Do you? Yay. <laughs> Where's my Klaus bottle? Klaus is just in general down for whatever, you know? Mm. Like, Klaus yeah. very rarely, especially in the past two seasons, Klaus very rarely, like, says no to anyone. Yes, no. that's true. Kind of just always on board. Uh, do we have any thoughts around the choice for first dance being Teenage Dream? <laughs> mm, I like the song. <laughs> It's a great song. I just was like, this is an interesting wedding choice, but it was a great rendition of Teenage Dream. I thought Allison it. was his teenage dream. Uh, yeah, but Ew. Ooh, weird. Weird. Well, um, dreams change. Uh, I also fair. just answered my question for why Sloan and Luther like each other. Well, I, I don't actually have that answer for Luther, except like Sloan's <laughs> hot. So, like, I guess whatever. But I think with, with Luther, I think Sloan might have never left the house before and this might be the first <laughs> person she's ever seen <laughs> that's right. true yeah somebody new yeah somebody new like, outside of the corporation she's like okay uh, another warm body and then you know with the world ending it's like well what are your options here you know do you not fall in love it's kind of like yeah i guess i can fall in love um yeah <laughs> but i liked i did like the rendition what was that the rescues uh doing teenage dream yeah. i had to listen for a second i was like mm, okay but it's it's a good song i just don't know if this is your first dance but i mean That's... what are your options here <laughs> well right well there were a lot of options there were a lot of different there's a lot of different music in the like i think the budget for music here is is pretty hefty <laughs> they oh, can, and they that find something. my friends the budget for the music and the budget for the Kugel Blitz, that's where they spent it this season because yeah. my brother was talking to me. He's like, it's very obvious this was filmed like in COVID with a smaller budget because anytime there is was a crowd scene and it was so, so obvious in the scene where Reggie's like opening the hotel and there's a bunch of people outside cheering. There are five people duplicated like in the same outfit. They're not mm. even wearing different outfits. There are five people duplicated like 30 times and they're wearing these like really big gaudy hats. And so it's really obvious to be like, I almost took a screenshot and was like, look, there's the person, there's the person again, there's the person again. <laughs> it was really obvious that they did that. Um, but yeah, the, the music, the music was fun. Like they, they're all dancing and uh, I don't know if I would go teenage dream, but I feel like if you're going to do teenage dream, the slowed down version worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when they get ready to dance, what is it? Five finds the liquor, which relatable content for me, um, <laughs> Diego and Lila find each other. Klaus is just Klaus and uh, 
Allison and Victor just kind of just standing there trying to figure out how to loosen up. So I was just like, I really want that to end because that is awkward. I don't like people who come to the party and not be ready for the party. Like it's time <laughs> to party, put all that to the side, be angry at each other, but we're dancing right now. Yeah. And uh, after dancing while they were eating, while they were eating lamb, lamb was a big thing. Like mm. Klaus wanted lamb. There's lots of lamb. Anyway, um, Klaus is trying to recruit people for Reggie's plan. And so he goes up to five and five's like, old dog's life goes never change. I'm going to focus on drinking. I'm going to get drunk. Uh, Lila goes up to him and is like, don't even try talking to Diego. Like, don't even, I will kill you. I will find a way. I'll find a way to kill you. <laughs> ben and Allison just like want to leave. And um, Klaus hears from Luther and Luther says, um, I think you're being duped. I think you're being enabled. So again, we get some some foreshadowing through through the siblings interactions here um but don't worry klaus you don't have to recruit because the man himself is going to show up and he is going to crash the party uh, i thought this was really interesting he like just like walks in everyone's like hey don't be here we don't want you here what are you doing here except for lila who's like hey diego <laughs> introduce me to your dad uh, awkward position for diego but he did it and he took it up and he took it as like i don't know i think i know we were talking about like projection of other dad onto this dad but like if you have an opportunity to heal yourself even if that person is not your actual dad just take the moment and go like introduce this woman to your father and see if it helps you in some way and he did i think it's really funny that Lila all of a sudden is like a major people person and her and Reggie just like start chit-chatting about like somewhere obscure in, in England where she grew up or something and they're yeah. like oh yes that's the best place for whatever uh it was kind of fun like I'm liking Lila a lot more this season too than I did last season oh 100 percent. I did not like her at all last season and it took a couple episodes mm, about five episodes into this season before I was like okay fine oh <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this scene because I don't want you to go talk to your dad. Everyone is very obvious. Like, it's so obvious that he's here to trick you. Everyone, yeah. even Luther sees it. And Luther is dumb as a yeah. box of rocks. And so <laughs> for Lila to be like, he's eating deviled eggs with a fork. We have to talk to him. It's so awkward. I was like, I understand <laughs> that energy. But when you get there and they kind of talk and it's very light. And then he's like, you know. You do make a really like if the if the one yeah. was in you make a great father. It's like that is manipulation. He's not being nice. Yeah. He's an alien. He doesn't know how to do that. You know, like this man. And even if he wasn't, he was just a, he's a jerk. He's planting seeds. You idiot. What are you doing? And so for me, this is when I'm like, you know, where you see something on TV and you're like, oh come on. That that was me. Uh, like throws the remote across <laughs> the room. Like really. Uh, so it, it felt good but it's so for me for me because you know i guess on a rewatch for sure but just because you know like you can be suspicious of it the first time you watch it but on the rewatch you're like oh it's right there it was right there all yeah. along you know yeah also on the rewatch i think it's way more obvious like why reggie spent the last couple episodes bonding with klaus i think part of it is clearly the like intrigue into klaus's powers um but part of it here is the like he needs an in with this family. He needs someone vouching for him. And so making nice with Klaus is doing a lot of that. Well, Although Klaus is doing all the heavy lifting. Klaus it's like, kind of just like fell in his lap too. It's not like yeah. anybody else was like, pick me, dad. Pick me to manipulate. No, no. Klaus was like, I'm here in scuba gear. Do with me what you will. Like he was yeah. just there. It, well, it seems like Reggie had something going on, some plan with Ben, but then decided to go the Klaus route instead. 
Yeah. And I'm sure there was a conversation because we saw, I think it was last episode or the episode before when Allison shows up at the house and he like nods at her. Like, like Al- when Allison drops off Harlan and goes up the stairs, mm-hmm. like there's an interaction. So I'm sure yeah. like, I think that was to tell us there was some sort of conversation there. Um, but Klaus made it the easiest. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think Klaus, Klaus's power lends the most to this plan, right? Because the issue is that you send people into that, that oblivion and then they all die, right? right? They go inside of there and then, oh, they're dead. They're all dead. There's roaches coming yeah. out of their mouth. Guess what? Klaus is coming back. And so whereas Ben would go in there and die and you'd never see Ben again, Klaus is going to, you know, regenerate or, re, you know, reincarnate himself. He's immortal. So you right. keep throwing him in there until you figure this out. <laughs> and so well, that the- That's going to be not that, make any sense in the next episode but yeah it's hard yeah that was hard like because i was thinking that all the way up until the next episode myself too i was like oh okay i see what he's doing here like i don't know is he gonna clone klaus can we have seven <laughs> can we have seven clauses um but the fact that he chose to to not do that was interesting to me yeah maybe, because uh, maybe i think it changes once the world is definitely ending you know like once you're yeah, like, down to the wire but if if he could have popped his plan off nope 24 hours earlier. Like, let's say you skip the wedding, right? You send Klaus <laughs> in, he dies, he comes back. You know, there is no end of the world. You still got time, but you do the wedding and now it's like, do I really need Klaus? This is our only shot. There is no turning yeah. back. Let me get rid yeah. of one of them while we still can. And I have Allison now. You know, That so makes sense. I that think makes that sense. might be what it was. Yeah. Uh, Reggie also at this wedding gives a speech. Do we have any thoughts on Reggie's speech slash death poem that he recites at the end? It's just like, hey, I hope death never finds you. And I was like, again, I guess good job listening to Klaus on how to be nice. But to your point, Chappelle, also a plus in manipulation town because uh, that's what he he's up to. Yeah. The I have in my notes, uh, British yeah. mumbo jumbo and manipulation. <laughs> like he's just like <laughs> saying deep things that might not even be that deep, but because he's saying it in a British accent, you're like, hmm, I should think about that. And then he says, but also don't die anytime soon, y'all. Bye. Like, huh? I wonder if we should think about that. Wise words. Yeah, like we've been hearing all episode. Like he's going, he's gambling with my life. He's like, he has no good. He's telling me, like, I hope you don't die. Meaning that if I do die, I will die. Like they will die with the thought that he said. You know, I hope you don't die. Mm-hmm. Sly, sly, dude. Uh, well, the party comes to an end. Everyone's like just hangs out outside. <laughs> They are again reminded that the world is ending by looking at the super angry sky. Um, Luther does acknowledge that Victor did try with Allison. He just he just really wanted everyone to be together, Mary. Like that was his whole thing, right? Since when has that been Luther's whole thing? What Luther's whole thing has been like, I'm gonna go hang out with the I keep wanting to call them the serpents. What are they called? The sparrows. sparrows. <laughs> he, he wants to go hang out with the sparrows. He, he likes Sloan. Uh, I think, yeah, he doesn't want anyone messing with his wedding. But he's also clearly does not. His whole thing has not been wanting everyone together. Otherwise, he would have invited Ben to the bachelor party. And he would have embraced Reggie earlier and allowed him to come to the wedding. Like, he, that's that's not his thing. His thing this is to, to hang out with his bride and drink and dance with the siblings that he has chosen to like in this moment agreed he's a liar i think he was like uh sloan's whatever sloan wants is what i want now so uh i want the family to be together that type of thing Mm. 
And Sloane uh, seemingly does not care about the family at large at all. Like, uh, I mean, whether it's her side or his side. I mean, not not to say that she should be caring a lot about anything because the world's about to end. But her dad, this is her dad. And she's like, oh, Reggie's here. Like, there's no <laughs> moment between, you know, her and Reggie to be like, dad, do you want to be involved? Like, she's like, let the, let the umbrellas make the decision about this. I'm not a sparrow anymore. I'm getting married to, uh, to Luther, who... May or may not be an umbrella. Depending, he might be a sparrow, depending on what day you ask him. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I was. I thought that was a very interesting dynamic. Luther, the dynamic with the family, but also Sloane's lack of dynamic with literally anybody else on the show except. Yeah. Luther. That that was the other thing that really bugged me was the scene where Ben's talking to Sloane and is like, "Yeah, like, you know, our family just died. It's sad. We got to try to save the world." And she's like, oh, "I wish you would just come in here to be supportive about my wedding." It's like. What's your- no, get on board with the saving the world thing. What are you doing? Who you you literally just told your brother, yeah, it sucks that our family's dead, but like I'm making my wedding dress right now, so like <laughs> we do that instead. I think the perfect. I had very scene- little patience for the whole romance this whole season. <laughs> it was not my favorite. That scene for me was just like, oh, we have to like explain Ben some more so let's have these two characters interact and Sloane's gonna be talking about her wedding because she's obsessed about that but in the meantime we find out that like get not getting invited to the bachelor party was a super big deal for Ben like he did not he did not appreciate being snubbed from that one and um that you know he um Sloane asks Ben straight out like what's so important about being a Sparrow and he says it's important because I have nothing else. Like those are two big key insights that I think we get from. That's what I said. I was like, yeah, yeah, Sloan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what are we getting from Ben here? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Does, did your vision of Ben change throughout the series at all? Chappelle? I think the Ben thing is hard for me because like, yeah, he very much somebody you are supposed to be hating throughout. And then at the very end, you're supposed to be like, but the world's ending. It's fine. And Ben has problems too. Right. Don't we all, um, this is like, Okay, I hear you, comma, but like, why should I care? Like, that's all I want to know. Like, why now should I care about Ben and his like kind of like backstory? And I and I think earlier it would have it would have had more impact on me, but this was just like, Ben, you you really want everybody to like you? This guy does. This guy. This is the guy who's concerned with everybody hating him. There's no way. There's just no way I'm supposed to believe that. She's like, this bothers you more than anybody dying. The fact that you were not accepted by the last nine people on earth really is driving you crazy. <laughs> I'm like, it might be annoying to him, but is this really his primary motivation just in general? It's just like, you really want to be accepted. Cause I don't think that's the case. I think he wants to be the best, maybe even admired, but liked it's not really what I would have put on Ben. I mean, it's definitely the classic, like, bully picks on people because really they're just, they just want to be liked. But like, okay, well, you're doing the exact opposite thing. Your your sibling is saying, hey, come support me and be friends with me. Oh, you can't do that because all you want is to have friends and be supported. It's right there. It's right there. Take it. Take it. Mm. honest. Silver platter covered in lamb sauce. Like, come on. Just, just go with it. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ben Ben's way Ben has to get what he wants his way. I think that's also part yeah. of the situation that's happening here. He wants people seeking him out. He doesn't want to have to seek other people out. Yeah. Um, and and Klaus explains to him why the other Ben yeah. was so nice, right? Like, oh, well, the other Ben apparently wasn't that great either. You know, uh, Klaus's definition for Ben was that he was like a, a tiny dark cloud on a sunny day. 
Yeah. Like, if that's what you can't live up to, Ben, you must really suck. Um, so, <laughs> like, uh, so I thought that was very funny. Where it was not, it's not like because they do make it sound like in different parts in this season for sure. They like, oh man, we really miss Ben. That the our Ben, that was a Ben. That was the Ben people should aspire to be. And then when you get Klaus talking about him, he's like, actually, he was a scold and a know-it-all, and he's like, kind of a, a wet blanket sometimes. But he was he's our Eeyore. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that was kind of like, that was funny to me, but I think it helped the new Ben to loosen up a little bit because he seemed to come back better and drunk. Yeah. He's introduced at the end of the wedding as new, new Ben, not just new Ben, but new, new Ben. And he's one of us. He's part of the family. And I think that was like Klaus's way of saying, Hey guys, we have to like include this dude in some Mm -hmm. stuff. Another big thing that happens at the end of the episode is we see that drunk five he's stumbling his way through the hotel uh about to puke but stops and hears uh reggie making a deal with someone in the white buffalo suite dun, dun, dun. that's how well, we we had to get to the end plot at some point so i guess this is, <laughs> this is our way of doing it <laughs> upon first watch i did not know like i had i hadn't i was like who else could it who else could it be at this point like i allison was the only one that had disappeared but i did not draw it two and two together until later did anyone have like theories on this before they rewatched it i thought it was just going to be ben and that the twist would be we thought ben was nice with the family but never mind he's been working with reggie the whole time i think the allison thing makes a little more sense especially because i think at this point allison is the only one probably apart from lila who's not completely wasted so Mm -hmm. that checks out that they're probably be the only one who could have a coherent conversation yeah yeah i don't think it was like painfully obvious to me that it was allison but i hadn't ruled her out you know like between episodes when you see because i guess in the next episode um we we see that uh five is doing the whole like which one of you is it type situation and right. very quickly i'm like oh well it can either be ben or allison like there's no way this is uh this is victor you know there's no way this is and and ben was really really drunk like he was five drunk and so i'm just <laughs> like it's not it's not it might have been klaus uh because we saw klaus was like looking for who their uh co-conspirator would be when it came to like talking reggie back into the family but yeah, it was the, the list was very short. You know, like I, I think it would have been a real twist if it was like Sloan or something. But to see that it was Allison, I was just like, oh, okay, more of the same. And, you know, Allison basically was a villain this season anyway. Yeah. And this was where I thought, and this is probably my biggest disappointment with the season. I thought we were about to get full villain Allison. Like this was the beginning of yeah. Allison is our big bad because she has such an overpowered power. It really is a great power. Um, and Victor has a great power. And I really think that, like, if you're going to take somebody and just make them, like, the new baddie, I think Allison's not a bad choice. Now, I don't like that they shied away from that, but I thought in this moment, like, oh, God, here it is. Like, she's really done it. She's officially, like, after the... She's been dead to me since the whole Luther-Allison situation anyway, Mm. but this was one of the moments where I was like, well, here we are. You know, this is why they did that. The fact that they don't lean into it kind of bothers me. So this was also something that I had been kind of spoiled on at the beginning of the season was I had seen all these Twitter articles that were like, how uh, the Umbrella Academy season three, like didn't have the, like avoided the problem that Game of Thrones had. And I thought that they were saying, 
how like they created a villain out of nowhere and then made the villain like rise in the end and people weren't mad about it. So I thought like you Chappelle, like Allison was going to be like the full villain. And that was, but then the whole time I was like, wait a second, did I misunderstand those articles? Because I thought the titles of those articles were saying how they avoided the problem. This seems like the same problem because Allison came out of nowhere, but actually no, the, the articles were about how they avoided the problem of like being different than their source material, but still no. having a coherent plot. <laughs> so I was like, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's where this went. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think about the whole Allison thing, Marissa? I just think uh, I would have appreciated a stronger heel turn as being being a villain as opposed to this, the annoying interpersonal things. Between, like, if you're going to be mad at Victor, be mad at Victor and, like, do something about it. Don't, like, snip at, like, I can't believe you're wearing the oversized uh, button down. <laughs> or, like, we don't need this, like, cattiness. I, mm-hmm. like blow something up I don't know do something show me that you're angry in some other way as opposed to basically mean girling your way through through the episode um I as I've stated on this podcast before not appreciative of this arc for her I, I like to to Chappelle's point lean in lean in on this give us give mm-hmm. us a little bit more yeah you went. You picked the nuclear option when you made her assault her brother. You know, like that was like you. You made yeah. the villain. It's right there. And so now I'm like, okay, well, this is what we're gonna do. Especially now that I, it was looking like now that we've accepted Ben, we wouldn't even really be down a number if she was the villain. You know, we right. have a, we have a uh, Allison replacement. We have Sloan. Cool. We actually, and we it, have seven people. And it opens the door for Ben to redeem himself if Allison sloops out. Then everyone can mm-hmm. like love Ben and give him the adoration and love that he's looking for. Yeah, we're writing yeah. the show for you, people. We're writing the right show there. for you. I was like, Sloan is the new, she just said, I'm no longer a sparrow because now you're an umbrella. Right. Allison's out, you're in. Like, I, thought, I thought it was right there. That's that's what I'm like. Mm, <laughs> this is really where I'm like, y'all, I, this episode was one of my favorites because I thought, okay, now we have our new villain. She's a badass villain too because that, that rumor empowering is crazy, especially when she doesn't have to say it anymore. She could just yell at you and yeah. you, go, you just listen. I really thought this was it. And then they just fold it, fold it like a towel. <laughs> yeah. Is it like the Dune power where you have to like use a particular like tone of your voice to yell it now? I mean, she's yelling. She's just yelling. She's just, yeah. It's just anytime yeah. she yells, she's rumoring. It was her anger that she has to like tap into. I don't know, but maybe again, it was right there. And now it's like, no, that's not what we're going to do. Actually. She just was really horrible. And then we're going to forgive her because it's a comic book. Like her biggest thing, like her big thing was just making the deal like yeah that was that was it it. i still don't really know what the deal was or how much she knew like about the deal because it seems like at the end like oh she didn't realize she was like actually sacrificing their lives (laughs) like yeah yeah well uh that pretty much wraps up the episode we did talk about the um emblems we're in the we're in the bug guts ew um and we talked about all the songs was there uh, we do have some listener feedback, but before we get into it, is there anything about this particular episode that we did not cover? That was about it. Mostly I was just kind of annoyed at the attitude of like, guys, get on board with my wedding. Like, let, like <laughs> this is how I have chosen to spend my last 24 hours. So therefore you must also choose this as your last 24 hours. Like, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't really know what their other option was. They don't really seem like the ty- type to go like, just watch TV or something, but you never know. 
Uh, I can relate to that because I'm also concurrently rewatching Grey's Anatomy just because of whatever. And um, I mean, spoilers for Grey's Anatomy, season five, episode like 12 or something, where Izzy is like obsessed with getting Meredith married before she goes. Like, I was like, okay, I cannot. This is too much. (laughs) We don't have to talk about Izzy right now because I will. I I can write a book about Izzy Stevens and I just don't have it in me. I, that is a, that is a hell of a podcast. That's an audio book. Um, uh, but yes, I like yeah, <laughs> inappropriate wedding, inappropriate wedding enthusiasm. I think was was the theme of my TV viewing week. Uh, we do have some feedback from Cassie. She says, um, "Okay, y'all." I've been yelling at the TV over Allison's complete inability to understand the complexities of time travel. Well, Cassie, I got to tell you, I don't really 100% understand it either. So I hope we're doing you justice in in this department. Uh, She continues on by saying, even if Harlan had not killed all of the mothers such that there was another version of Allison in this current timeline, there is very, very little chance that Allison, one, still met and married Patrick, and two, had Claire. The idea that she blames Harlan and Victor for the lack of Claire in their current timeline is so frustrating. Agreed. I also never made it also made never it again. It also never made any sense to me that Victor would think that there would be a Claire for Allison to go back to in the current timeline either. They have jacked with so much history that there really is no chance that they, without using the machine at the end, obviously, could reset things to allow the timeline with Claire in it to exist. It made me so angry every time Harlan said that, or any time Allison said that Harlan killed her daughter. No, he didn't. That's my main issue with the season. Otherwise, I thought it was a pretty good season. Left a good opening for a follow-up season. Thanks. Love the (laughs) podcast. Cassie. Uh, Thoughts? I agree, Cassie. Like, I do, I get frustrated with Allison when uh, she's blaming Harlan for the lack of Claire in in her current timeline. The lack of Claire was always going to happen. There was mm. never going to be a Claire. <sighs> Stop trying to make Claire happy. It's not going to happen. Oh, I, I get it. You're sad. But like you should have said goodbye to Claire when you first went to 1960. Mm-hmm. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought she was like, and that's what was so surprising for me is I thought that she had like processed this loss already. Like I know she was like holding on to the hope that she would like see Claire again after a jump, but that that did not that did not work for her. She apparently needed some therapy or something. Right, and Allison had suffered probably the most loss of all of them, right? Yeah. Consistently, like like uh, marriage fails, love life with her brother fails, um, and then like <laughs> you know loses her daughter, right? ends up in the Jim Crow South. You know, there, there's a lot of yeah. things that Allison is going through that the rest of them are just not going through. Yeah. Um, and so I would extend her some grace, but she sexually assaulted her brother so i'm kind of just like i i hear you you do need therapy that is what we can all agree on next season of, of the umbrella academy everyone goes to therapy let's see what happens Allison. let's just start yeah. with her and then see what see what else happens you know oh man she could rumor her way out of that that would be interesting uh all right well Chappelle, thank you so much for joining us we're so glad you could you could make it um where can people find you elsewhere on the internet uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, C H A P P E L L S underscore show, tweeting about Big Brother right now, sadly. Um, mm. And so uh, hopefully this week has been great for Big Brother, but we shall never know. And we have to keep our hopes 
very, very low. Just like manage your expectations when it comes to that show. Uh, but I'm watching that, tweeting about it, and probably talking about it at some point during the season. So you can check me out on Rob Has a Podcast doing that. Um, every week, Rob and I also host uh, a Netflix show where we do not talk about this show, but we talk about uh, <laughs> Netflix shows, whatever's coming up, whatever's trending on Netflix. Two weeks ago uh, at this time, we would have talked about uh, how to build a sex room. Yeah. Uh, so me, Rob, and Puya talked about kinks and sex toys and that was a thing that happened yeah so if you want to keep up with what we are doing this week on nothing but netflix i won't spoil it for you so check out nothing but netflix uh wherever you get your podcast or subscribe to uh nothing but netflix on your podcast catcher and uh follow nothing but rhap on twitter um but yeah that's it that's what i'm hanging out doing i also cover uh the show p valley on stars on the purple pants podcast with bryce isaiah and survivor china's dr sharia lloyd so check that out because we should be wrapping up the season around this time but again thank y'all for having me it's been a blast and mm -hmm. i was very happy to be able to join y'all and ask the hard-hitting question why is there a cube why is there a cube mm -hmm. that's all i, I came here to do <laughs> uh, i booted up my netflix the other day when my parents were over and like the first thing that <laughs> popped up was the like how to build a sex room show and it the like promo opens with this like little old british lady like walking around being like oh ding dong hello let me build you a sex room and my parents were like what are we living in what is this what is her this? name is melanie ruth rose and she follows me on twitter follow her at <gasps> melanie ruth rose i haven't i haven't watched the actual show yet i was gonna uh wait and watch it and listen to the podcast but i was like this the, I, my parents probably think that i watch some you know that's pretty much that's the type of show i watch so yeah there you go there you go, it's parents. A home design show at its core. Yeah, so, like, you know, and you, you love to move, you know. So it's just HGTV plus. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> so if you are uh, transitioning homes, then this is probably something that someone will watch. That's why I came up with your algorithm. Or yeah. if you're playing Sims, <laughs> or if you're playing yeah. Sims and need to, you know, expand your house, that's another another thing uh -huh. to take into consideration. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You see, I'm I'm sitting in this. This was going to be my office, but I think I might just take all these boxes instead and turn it into my sex room. So maybe that's what we're going to do. Okay, no less dose. Got too many, <laughs> too many windows. I think. <laughs> oh, oh well, Mary, what's up with you? Where can people find you? Um, you can find me right here for a little while longer as we close out this season of Umbrella Academy, but elsewhere, check out Frail Mary and see what I'm, I always just tweet whatever I'm podcasting about. So, uh, sadly right now, that's mostly Riverdale and Big Brother. Ah, oh, I need to find some happy shows. It's going to turn around. It's going to turn around. I have faith. Yeah. This is my happy place at the moment. So <laughs> check that out. But yes, you can check out a Kowski cast cat with a K for, all of that nonsense. Fantastic. Well, for me, you can usually find me in the Post Show Recaps Discord, which you can get access to if you join us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Uh, I'm pretty much in there all the time talking about something with a bunch of other cool people. So if you'd like to join us there, uh, that's a good place to go. Or you can find me on Twitter at MarsBars, M-A-R-Z-B-A-R-S. And I do want to remind everyone that Postal Recaps just launched their merch store, which you can go to postalrecaps.com slash store and get yourself a tote bag. No, I don't think we have tote bags, but you can get yourself a mug of some sort or a t-shirt um, to support the pod. We would really appreciate it. It's back to train you. Otherwise, 
I think that wraps it up. Until next time. Bye. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.